and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in just after 10 o'clock on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we welcome you uh, to KXNO as we talk sports for the next couple of hours here on Miller and Condon. The BMW of Des Moines guest list, uh, Pete Futek, college football news at the bottom of the hour, news breaking within the uh, last uh, half hour or thereabouts. Uh, not unexpected by any means, but uh, we have now, it has been made official that Texas and Oklahoma have sent out a joint statement saying that they will not renew their grant of rights. Uh, so it is underway. The first domino has fallen. Pete Futek at 1030. We'll switch gears at 1105. Matt Snyder will talk some baseball for those of you who are already sick of realignment. Uh, at 1105, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. A busy week potentially uh, for the uh, team that most of you in the uh, listening audience follow, and that be the Chicago Cubs. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com at 11.05. And then Scott Docterman, uh, the Athletic has been working overtime, as you would expect, the stable of college football writers uh, producing out content. I want to say at a record rate, but man, seemingly they're busy over there. Weekends, what are those? Uh, they didn't have one this one, this past one. Anyways, so that's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. We welcome you to the program. Uh, we're back from Vegas. We'll recap that at some point, I guess. I mean, it's pretty far down the list with what we've now got in front of us. It is a horrible morning. Uh, for the eight remaining schools in the Big 12. That's how I see it. I don't think there's any way in hell that Texas and Oklahoma will be in the Big 12 through 2025. I think it'll be every man for himself in the Big 12. And once that happens, how can you hold Oklahoma and Texas's feet to the fire as far as that? Whatever it is, $100 million, we'll just say, each to, uh, to get out of this. I-, I look for them to be playing in the SEC in 2022. <sighs> It's just a terrible day. It is a terrible day, and I think you laid it out very, very well. You know, we, as people know that listen to the show on a daily basis, we were in Vegas last week, and I was talking to a bunch of different people. Sports Talk Radio in Iowa, how does that work? Very well, thank you. Yes, and I tell them, well, it starts at the top. It's a college sports market, and we have two major conference teams from two different conferences. So we can talk about the 10 teams in the Big 12 and the 14 teams in the Big 10, and you have two conferences. So it's like having a mega conference of its own right here in our state. And then we're right in the middle of the NFL teams and the baseball teams. And you know what? The Twins suck. We don't have to talk about the Twins. And the Royals are bad this year. We don't have to talk about the Royals. And we can move on and talk about the other teams. It's a great market, but it's a great market at the top because of what we have with Iowa and Iowa State. And this is a Des Moines thing. I've lived in eastern Iowa. It's not like it there. Mm -hmm. It's completely different. Mm -hmm. Quad City's different. Right. Everywhere you go, but in Des Moines, this market, the biggest market in the state, this is great because of these two programs. And now, now we really have no idea. No, we we don't, Trent. Uh, I I just, it's, I almost don't know what to say because I just feel, as we said last week, I feel awful for Iowa State. I mean, Matt Campbell's put together a hell of a recruiting class. Right. And you got to wonder if that what's going to happen to that. You have to worry about what's going to happen to Matt Campbell. If indeed 
the revenue uh, that the ESPN, who had to be involved in this decision, and let's not get herself, and I can't wait for that to come out, how instrumental they were working behind the scenes. But if whatever that amount of money that they're getting now, and let's, I think it's $35 million, there's no way they're going to get that without the two schools. And I don't blame, I honestly, is it a good look that there, there are the eight schools are lifting up their skirt essentially to OU and Texas and whatever you want. We need you to stay. If that means, you know, you get, you, you split 50% and then the eight schools split the remain, whatever it takes because it's going to be more and the conference is going to be more valuable with those two heavy heads in it. And now they are gone and they are gone. And this has been going into the weekend. I know people were holding out hope because we saw it before in 2010 that miraculously this thing was saved. It's not going to be saved. And with schools, I believe, the Big 12 schools, is there an alliance there, Brunk, the remaining eight? This morning there probably is to an extent. It's nowhere near as strong as it was last Thursday when the announcement came out. Everybody has to be looking out for themselves. So if I'm the Big 12, I'm on the phone with Oklahoma and Texas's lawyers right now asking them what it's going to take to make a deal. We're willing to let you out. Get something before you're going to get nothing. Because if the three Texas schools leave, if West Virginia leaves, the conference is imploded. They have no legal standing as far as that $100 million, $80 million that they hope to gain from Texas and Oklahoma. Get what you can. Split it amongst the eight. At least you got something while you start looking. The sad part about that part in the financials of it is you hear that big number and upwards of 70, 75 million per school. I'd say it's 150. Divide that eight ways. It's not even $20 million a mm-hmm. school. That's not even a single year of television revenue from the current structure of the Big 12. Yeah, it seems like a big number. Oh, this is going to be great. We're going to stick it to them. No, you're not. No, that money won't spend very long. No, absolutely not. So if you think that there's this big lifeline, this parachute at the end that's going to at least ease you into whatever the next structure is, in the grand scheme of things, it's a drop in the bucket. Mm -hmm. And yes, we're talking about $18, $19 million, but still, that's a drop in the bucket when we're talking about big-time college athletes. Uh, Report just uh, saw, I think, earlier this morning, that the report that was out there last week about Kansas talking to the Big Ten and already having a call. Yeah, that, was, that, that wasn't true. Right. I think that's bad news also from an Iowa State perspective. If Kansas didn't even get a call, what does that mean mm-hmm. for Iowa State? So it's over. Texas and Oklahoma, they tried their effort last night a couple nights ago. Didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, hearing the report that when they got on the call and the other eight said to them, what can we do? They right. said, we're just here to listen. Right. And yeah. they wouldn't answer the question. In fact, they were just listening because they were asked, when did this start? And they're smart. They don't mm-hmm. want this to come up in, in court should they get to that point, And I don't believe it will. I think this is going to be settled and settled very quickly to get something while you still can. But they wouldn't answer that question. Yeah. And Bullsby's release was it's cordial. And some folks out there thought that maybe this bought some time. And, of course, we wanted to believe that it bought some time um, for cooler heads to prevail for for an agreement to to be put in place that will placate Oklahoma and Texas at least for now until next time we were here before and you acquiesced to what their demands back in 2010 and yet here we are i think another huge question that's lingering out there is what is the sec doing mm-hmm. what's the bottom line here and by the way greg sankey the 
commissioner of the SEC, Bob Bullsby from the Big 12. There was a group of five Mountain West, was it? Or Mountain West um, uh, yeah, Commissioner. Yeah, uh, Thompson. Right. So there, there's four of them. And they're hashing out this new college football playoff, right? And before they got in the room, there was some, I don't know, man. The SEC, they're pretty steadfast on four. This was their idea. They've never said that they want to come off four. And all of a sudden, Sankey's letting it known that, you know, this is best for the sport. Well, but now we know that they were talking to OU and Texas back in December. Yeah. So Bowlesby's looking across the table at Greg Sankey. Greg Sankey's sitting with his fingers behind his back, crossed, <laughs> knowing that the, the deal he's cutting is for the betterment of his conference. That I can't tell you this, Bob Bowlesby, but you're about to lose your two bell cows? The, <laughs> another component Not of the that. the nerve, for God's sakes. Well, and we're going to give four buys in this structure, and we're going to do it for conference champions. Yeah. Well, we have five power conferences, and Sankey's probably saying, do we? Yeah. Do you think we really do? Yeah. Well, we're not going to for very much longer. I got news for you. Uh There's something coming down the pike here that you don't see coming, Mm -hmm. and that's going to change that. And and I mean, Bolsby didn't see it coming. And how could he? I I agree. Now, he maybe could have, as we got closer to 2025, because if there was going to be a move, these granite rights, Mm -hmm. that is a huge, huge part of this deal. But in 2021, I think everybody was caught off guard that it's happening this quickly. Maybe uh, 2023, maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll re- even by 2022. Our, you know, summer up, we got to start talking about this. Yeah, I don't want to plant this seed in their head. Maybe they're not thinking of it. Maybe they're happy. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Speaking of the playoff format, I want to bring this up. This is not tinfoil hat. I think this is a decent theory. Another component that everybody was baffled about, much like the SEC. Boy, they're allowing this. They're opening this up. That, that does not seem very SEC-like. We know there's an endgame. Another thing that came out is Notre Dame cannot get a bye. Mm-hmm. They cannot get a bye, and they were okay with that. Right? They were okay yeah. with everybody else in the mm-hmm. country can win three games to win a national championship, <laughs> but them and them point. alone can win four. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means that they're going to the ACC. That that's happening. Yeah. That that is in step. Or, or to the Big Ten. Or to I mean, the Big Ten, whatever it right. is. But they also have an end game because mm-hmm. I not for a second did I believe it seemed weird. It did, yeah, it seemed weird, and that was a huge sticking point for me. That was the one that I could not wrap my mind. They would have got a buy last year. Yeah, Notre Dame right. football says no, nah, we're good. We don't need a buy. We go twelve and zero, thirteen and zero, whatever the st- schedule structure is. We're fine having to be the five seed. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the we'll, way, we'll get the twelve. Yeah. and we'll do so. Yeah, and even if we make a run to the semifinal, meaning you'd have to play the one seed in that semifinal, we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Come on. Notre Dame, there's something else happening there. So, the other part you asked is what's the end game for the SEC? Mm. It's super conference. It absolutely is. And and what is that number? And is the SEC kind of a standalone league? And what's Kevin Warren doing? Well, are they going to take the Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan? Probably. I think that's what the end game is for the SEC. They are looking to become. The one entity that is the super conference. So what do they do to the, what do they do to their own? How do they say Vanderbilt, Old Miss, Mississippi State? You know, it's been a great run. <laughs> I, I don't think they say that to them. I do you think, think they stay? I think they were right team, right time that mm-hmm. became part of visionaries. M- Mizzou, you got in at the right time? Yes, absolutely. Uh huh. And for the Iowas, the Minnesotas, mm-hmm. the Illinois of the world, Where's Wisconsin? You sending them to the Super Conference? What tier? Yeah, is it twenty four? Probably not. If it's thirty two, mm-hmm. you know, Iowa, Wisconsin, maybe are on the edge of that to get to that point. 
So what, Kevin Warren, and this is a scary proposition for Big Ten and for Hawkeye fan right now. Well, based on what we saw last... Uh, but you know what? I, I can't hold it against him. There's can. no playbook. I can't. It was, it was terrible. There's no playbook for... And he's listening to this... Don't forget, he's listening to the president. Yeah. He answers to somebody. He does. This wasn't him. And now he's answering to Barry Alvarez. That's, which isn't a bad thing. Thank goodness. Yeah. There is speculation out there. The reason that this Alvarez thing happened is because of what's happening right now with Oklahoma and Texas. That Kevin Warren... That there were at least conversations. Mm-hmm. There, Oklahoma and Texas also reached out to the Big Ten. And Kevin Warren's office basically said, eh, we're good. That it was a complete shutdown from that fact. Again, just rumblings, mm-hmm. rumors, mm-hmm. Twitter, message board, those kind of things. But it's still out there. And if that's the case, that's square in its own right. I think there is only one way to solidify the Big Ten and make this instead of one super conference. Maybe Proact two. instead of react? It's to go west, and not west to Lawrence, Kansas, or Ames, Iowa. Mm-hmm. No, go over the mountains. Over the mountains, and probably bring in four. Not just grab two to grab two, but grab four and four that really mean something. Speaking of these grant of rights, just last year, the Pac-12 was looking at extending their grant of rights, and two schools said, thanks, but no thanks. Much like Oklahoma and mm-hmm. Texas did today. Okay, who were they? USC and UCLA. Uh-huh. L.A. market, yeah, big schools. Huge. And you're now creating a national conference. Yep. Time zones, pain in the butt, absolutely. They'd have to redo the commercial that starts in Lincoln and goes east, <laughs> right, though. Right, yes. <laughs> There'd be a big God, gap how there. how many times have we seen that? <laughs> Oregon, maybe. Washington, possibly. Bay Area schools, Cal yeah. and Stanford. And there's a bunch of a AAU schools. Stanford for sure. Stanford is, Cal is, UCLA is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Washington also is. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about some big, big brands. Do you believe in the Big Ten that still means something? Yes. Because the money we're talking about athletically dwarfs what we're talking about on the highest mm-hmm. end of academics. I think that's the only chance. That is the only chance. If this is the end game for the SEC, is creating a super conference. And you think all the... The existing SEC teams will have an invitation. And they'll be a part of it. So okay. it's about grabbing whatever more that they're looking for one super conference. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten has to be reactionary and visionary enough to go out there and say, before you even get to that point, we're going to go out and we're going to create our own national super conference. And it might be at 18. It might be at 20. Hell, it could be 24. And you go and try to pillage the ACC. That is the way to do that and get in front of the SEC to make that happen, and then you have two super conferences. I think that makes the most sense. And the see, I, if it, if we are going to change, what I would like to see just four of sixteen. And it, I just don't think the symmetry is going to work. I know everybody wants that, mm-hmm. or a lot of people. No, want I want that. no. I want no change. That's my first. Right, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. change is upon us. Symmetry like it or not, and that's the other part that that just boggles the mind. Is well, all right. The SEC's at sixteen now. Now the Big Ten's has to get to no. Only get two if two makes sense. Mm-hmm. And if four makes more sense, then go get four. Mm-hmm. And if eight makes sense, go get eight. Don't worry about the symmetry of it. Figure that part out. What works best to keep Ohio State happy, to keep Michigan, to keep Penn State happy, and from looking around and making those phone calls to the SEC? Because if they create their own super conference and there's only one, guys out here in the West, we're going to be left holding the bag. So what What about the, the, the AAU meaning to those Big Ten schools that, in your scenario, would go to the SEC? If we get to the one... Because I know that I don't think there's a lot of AAU schools in the SEC. No, there's not. I think there's right. four. Vanderbilt is one. Right. I think Florida, really good mm-hmm. public school. But I think there's four total. Regardless, um, what you're looking at here, I believe, 
is the SEC goes to that model. This is football only. The super conference model is a complete breakaway from the NCAA, the way things are done. And it is football only for these 24 to 32 teams, that structure. But if you do this and you keep two, I think you at least keep some semblance of what we know college sports as. Well, didn't I? I, I, Over the weekend, I'm pretty sure I saw a report that Oklahoma and Texas are still going to be part of the Big 12 for some of their sports. Good luck to that, right? right? Yeah. Because there's no (laughs) wrestling there. That's Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, no, man. Uh, Does it happen next year? Do you think I'm right? I think you are. I'm I'm convinced I am. Yeah. Get something while you can. Mm -hmm. Because once this thing starts imploding, and I get it that they, you know, they probably went into the weekend all for one and one for all. We're going to be together. You can't be. Mm -hmm. You have to look out for number one. If you get an offer, if you think there's an opportunity, pick up the phone and try and find a safety net, a landing spot. Look at all the money that's been tied up by not just Iowa State, by a bunch of these schools, for crying out loud. Baylor was thinking about building a new basketball arena. For their national championship team and a women's team that's in the hunt every single year. Think that's happening? Of course not. Yeah. That goes way back to the back, uh, back burner. So. Let's say everything, for the most part, stays the same here. We don't see any move. The other part, you know, a lot of people saying the ACC. The ACC needs to go out right away, get West Virginia, and to do that, that opens up that TV contract. It'll be renegotiated. Basically, the old one's ripped up. Once they bring in one new member, then because it goes to 2036, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Their grant of rights is really extended. So you do that. So that goes away? That goes away, and you can do a new contract. Makes sense. Great. Yeah, but here comes, I'll take Clemson. Uh-huh. Now give me North Carolina. Yep. Um, Virginia you know makes sense for the Big Ten. All right, we're going to go that route. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, let's go south. Let's grab Georgia Tech and Florida State. Again, the Super Conference. So, so the ACC, if they want to stay together, they have to be very cautious. And also, Notre Dame's grain of rights is also tied up with the ACC. When they did this deal, that was a big piece of it, too. Opens up Notre Dame to be pillaged mm-hmm. if you go that route. So I would guess if I'm the ACC... I'm not making a move. I'm not inviting if West Virginia makes the most sense. I'm not doing it because it opens you up more than anything to be plucked off and a lot of your schools go away. If it stays the same, if the eight teams left in the Big 12 are there, what do you think makes the most sense for them? To Nobody else gets invited anywhere for right now. Let's just say that. Is it to go out and get four more? Go get eight more? Stay at eight and be the Big 8 again? No, because there's no money in that. I mean, there, there's the, the the renegotiated contract would be half of what it is, and 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 look, I get it that the money they were getting in 2010, they would have to go back, and yeah, but they survived on that before. But that's not the case. You know what it's like if you get a raise, and all of a sudden that raise is your your lifestyle changes, and you're committing to things. Well, look at look Iowa State for a perfect example. The money that they've committed based on the money that they thought they were going to have coming in. So let's do let's try and do this exercise. I'm going to need a pen. So okay. we so we know we're down to eight, right? Yeah. Yep. Here's a piece of paper. <laughs> so Look, we're down to eight. We're down to eight. All right. Of course. Okay. So I'm going to put I'm going to move West Virginia to the ACC. For, granted, rights granted aside. Okay. For argument's sake. So ACC West Virginia goes there. We know that the SEC has grabbed OU and Texas. All right. Let's say the Pac-12's shopping. They're shopping. So they take the three Texas schools, TCU, Baylor, and Texas Tech. Let me write this down. Mm -hmm. Baylor, TT, um, 
AAU means something. AAU means something. Big Ten's going to grab Kansas and Iowa. Again, for this for this exercise. All right. Big Ten has Iowa State, Kansas, best case scenario. Where's K-State going? Mountain West. American. Gene Taylor. Yeah. Good luck. They are the one. Mm, it's between them and Baylor. I think that are in the most trouble. Mm-hmm. Because it's very so easy. So do you leave a Texas school behind to grab K-State? Yeah. And, and I think for the Pac-12, that would actually probably make more sense. Now, remember we're also talking the Pac-12. Very snooty. Very uppity. Mm-hmm. We saw the Stanford fans in yeah, six Stanford years ago. Band, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Different kind of creative. mentality. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're thinking about, all right, we're going to, these Pac-12 school presidents are going to bring in Lubbock and Manhattan. Mm. Well, then look, here's the thing. There, this, uh, the new commissioner who came from Vegas, he's, he's got a casino background. The MGM mm-hmm. is where he came from. What, what, a, what a first month on the job for right. him, right? <laughs> and tomorrow, Pac-12 media, football media day start? Is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. Wow. I mean, who, who wants to talk about football? Nobody. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. The other route, the eight remain. Of the Mountain West and American, who do you like? Who would you, uh, for who? For Iowa State? For Iowa State, you can invite four more members to get back to 12 in the Big 12. I, from the Houston to the Memphis to the mm. Central Florida to BYU, Wyoming, North Dakota State. No. You, know, you go that route. For me, I know TCU and Baylor and Texas Tech, they don't want it, but you have to do Houston. It's the number three TV market in the country. It is a program so that is So you're thinking of trying to build another yes, Big 12? Yeah, that that's... Nothing else happens right now in right. this scenario. Yeah. Nothing else happens. You're staying at eight. Nobody else gets an invite. You need four more. Mm-hmm. Houston, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think BYU, it's an absolute as well. TV numbers are good. National following. Yeah. Cincy? They're good Pat- in football. Good in football. Decent market size. Yeah. Different as Pat blueprint. Forty pointed out from, um, he took a minute away from uh, covering the Olympics. Can you imagine last year if, if Iowa State was in Cincinnati's? I mean, Iowa State loses to the Raging Cajuns week number one in the Well, how the hell can Iowa State be? And look at Cincinnati, what they're doing. And Iowa State gets beat by Louisiana. Uh, Iowa State's in that conversation now because they're not in one of those big schools in Absolutely. your scenario. So you've got Houston, BYU, and Cincy. One more Central Florida. Have to. Okay. You want a Florida school? Yeah. Florida school. Mm-hmm. I think. That cobbles it together, certainly better than what the American is right now. Yeah. What is the American going to be the one that's aggressive? Are they, they already have been. Are uh, they? But are they get even more aggressive. Do they call Jamie Pollard? Oh yeah, I, I think those calls have absolutely already happened. Mm-hmm. They. Uh, I read from the Athletic on Friday. I think it was. They've been very aggressive right away when this started to hit the fan last week. They were on the offensive because they do. If the big. The remaining Big 12 stays yeah, together. Yeah, they can't stay status quo because right. they'll be coming after their schools. That's where they're going, either that or the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. And you just go crazy if you're the remaining eight of the Big 12. And you say, not just the four that we just mentioned there, but you also do South Florida and San Diego State and Boise State. And you just make it kind of like the old Conference USA when they combine with the old mm-hmm. WAC yeah. and Mountain West yeah. and kind of all that stuff came together. You had 16. You make that and you get to 16. I just think... 16 opens yourself up to be pillaged even easier when you get that big as a mid-major. 
This is a terrible, terrible day for Iowa State and their fan base and for a lot of fan bases around the Big 12 footprint, what it was, what's left of it, uh, as the first shoe drops today. Attorneys, get together, get what you can. I truly believe that. I believe that the SEC will be very busy working on a new scheduling model that will include Oklahoma and Texas in 2022, not in 2025. You can't make this work for four more years. You simply can't. It's going to be awkward enough this year having to do this for... And I know that they're... Oh, we're fine. We'll stay through 2025. That's the league. The lawyers are telling them to say that. Best case scenario for this conference is two years. I think that's the most you're going to get. And I think you're right. I think the likely number, though, is this the last season as we know it. Because if the Big 12 starts to splinter off, and I don't know how you can, you can, you know, depend on those alliances that you thought you had. Right. I mean, the, com- the, the commissioner of the conference thought that alliance was strong as recently as two weeks ago. And he said so publicly at Big 12 media day. It doesn't keep him up at night. A lot of sleepless nights now. Oh, a lot of them. From a lot of people, a lot of fan bases. I I saw Heather in passing this morning. She was depressed as hell. I can imagine. Yes. Program is finally on the doorstep. She said, I hated listening to our show today. It was depressing. (laughs) Listening to our show today. It should be. It will be. It is. Brutal, brutal, brutal. They finally get a seat at the football table. And then to have this happen. I mean, how can Matt Campbell stay? How can you afford to get him to stay? There's another good point. These recruits are coming in at a record pace. They're coming in and playing the Big 12. To get your shot. To put the horns down right in the face of a Texas player. To say, Oklahoma, we're finally going to overcome you. And we're going to be conference champion. And now? They get to play against Temple and SMU if they join the American Athletic. Road trip to Memphis could be all right. Well, it was. Um, I, I thought, what's the street? Beale Street? Mm-hmm. I thought it was totally overrated. But we were there after Christmas. It was cold. Maybe I was comparing it to um, New Orleans, which is special. Bourbon Street, Beale Street. And well, in the American, you'd get to go to Tulane. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's not funny. Uh, 1027. We will talk to uh, Pete Futek coming up. College football news. Pick his brain on this. How about our friends at Heartland College Sports? Yeah. Listening to Pete Mundo and uh, Matt Poston's over the weekend. Uh, they had a podcast and crestfallen. As you can imagine, you build something up. Right. Just rugs swept out from underneath them. Oh, my God. So many tentacles to this story. None of them are good. It's time for you uh, to go for the green on KXNO. Win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword GRAND to 200-200. That's GRAND to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. By the way, if you've had enough of our conversation, you want to switch on SportsCenter on ESPN. Uh, we'll, should Dak Prescott play in the preseason? You're missing that. Well, because ESPN is the one that made this all happen. Without ESPN... <laughs> This isn't happening. When did they get involved? Did they? No, no, no. Not when. When did they start? When did they involve Oklahoma and Texas yes, in their plan? Absolutely. I think you're right. This is an ESP. This starts mm-hmm. with ESPN. Mm-hmm. It's not when did they get involved. They made the whole thing happen. Mm-hmm. This is ESPN pushing the SEC network, the Longhorn network that has been an absolute disaster for them financially. Right. Yep. And this is our way to get rid of that. Also, increase the value of our game of the week that they just bought from the SEC, and also all the conference inventory that they're going to have. And how much are they? How much is whoever takes the CBS package? How much is that worth now? Well, the SEC, ESPN's already bought that. 
They've already paid for that. That's done. The 2.30 CBS game, yeah, that's an ESPN property now. Why did they go after mm. this? Right there. Mm, mm, mm. Miller and Condon back on Des Moines Sports Station. Keyword is grand. 1460 KX and 0106. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KX and O and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM, taking you until noon. We will take a respite from the college football uh, realignment coming up here at 11.05 when uh, Matt Snyder covers Major League Baseball, joins us in his normal Monday spot, potentially a big week for a lot of teams, uh, one of them being the Chicago Cubs. Buster Olney last night, Sunday Night Baseball, he speculated that Rizzo is going to be a Red Sox. He said that either Bryant or Baez in all likelihood ticketed for the Mets, if not both. We shall see. Pete Futek joins the program right now as we get back into uh, the ever-changing landscape of college sports, college football. Uh, college football news is where you can see Pete and his site. Pete, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, what a week, huh? Here we go. Oh, i got to press the button. There you are. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, it's going to be interesting going forward to see how this all plays out. Uh, but just remember, let me ask you this. Off the top of your head, and first of all, this whole realignment stuff and expansion, it's all about the, it's a business story. It's an all-about business thing. It's not about football on the field. It's not about, oh, can this team compete? It's about who makes money. That's all this is. But with that said, let me ask you a quick question. Off the top of your head, when was the last time Texas won a Big 12 championship? And, uh, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. 2008? Yes, yeah, so I believe it's 2009. And since then, TCU, Baylor, Kansas State, you know, they've all, Oklahoma State, they've all won Big 10 championships since the last time Texas did it. You know, so like as big as Texas is, and obviously Big 12 does not get better by losing your two anchor tenants from the mall. It, competitively, you can still keep going you, if, as long as you make the right expansion moves and you know dance with the right American Athletic Conference states. You know, you got you, you can still be okay and lose these two programs. I don't They're not know. as good, but it's still a problem. No, it's, it's a big problem. I, I don't know who anybody that would that's out there that would come close to replicating what OU and Texas do for national brand. And national championships for Texas aside, as you said, they're still Texas. Uh, Oklahoma uh, is Oklahoma in football. I just don't see anybody close. When they, when they sit around the table at ESPN, I mean, whatever that was going to be with the two heavy heads remaining in the conference, what's that number going to be with a Houston and a Cincinnati? Nowhere close, Thank right? God. It ain't good. No. And the problem is, you know, going forward, like I've always kind of thought that the Big 12 has been insane not to go get UCF in South Florida. You know, if you're going to expand to West Virginia, why aren't you expanding into Florida and getting Tampa and Orlando? Uh, yeah, the Texas schools don't really move any needles or anything except makes it just a little bit bigger. But look, you know, Houston's got, you know, I know these are mostly commuter schools for the most part, but Houston's got a pretty massive base. Uh, Cincinnati, Memphis, you know, those are pretty large schools, even if they don't have the Texas and Oklahoma brand name. So you can do stuff to make your, uh, your conference viable. Uh, can you compete at the same level as the Big Ten or the SEC? No, but you can't do that with Texas and Oklahoma anyway. 
So it, it stinks. It's not a positive. And don't discount the idea that this isn't quite finished. Because I know the, the report came out just now that, uh, the, that they're not renewing their media rights. Texas and Oklahoma aren't renewing their Big 12 media rights. That also could mean that they're just pushing, they're just not going to renew their media rights and say, hey, give us a better deal. Uh, don't discount how much Texas A&M despises Texas and how it's going to do everything within its political power to keep this from happening. Uh, and don't discount the concept that the Big 12 or the Big 10 has been eerily silent so far and could you know, say, hey, look, enough. Yeah, obviously, academically, in terms of bigness, in terms of, you know, the SEC's great, Big Ten's bigger in terms of the overall business aspect of conference realignment. Speaking of the Big Ten, PDOT maintain if they're going to do something, it's not about adding a couple of good academic schools with good basketball programs in Kansas and Iowa State. If that's nope. your response to what the SEC does, bringing in Texas and Oklahoma, and you bring in Iowa State and Kansas... Short-sighted. It is. And... and not going to happen. And, and look to a decade forward when all these grant rights will be up again. And maybe we're treading towards that super conference. And the SEC then would be in a spot to pillage Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, their choice out of the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and create the one super conference. I say get ahead of it now. Big Ten, you be the first super conference. Not 16. Go to 20 and pillage who you want out of the Pac-12 and go after UCLA and USC and Oregon and Washington. Go get those schools. Doesn't that make more sense? Be visionary, not reactionary. I just don't know if Kevin Warren has it in him. Oh, sure. I mean, of course he does. I mean, like, you don't get to that position if you don't come in thinking, having every sort of option on the table. of things. The reason why the Big Ten hasn't expanded is because it just hasn't wanted to quite yet. It could. And there's nobody in college school. I've had this argument with various people. There is no name in college football, and I'm including Alabama, I'm including USC, I'm including Notre Dame, that the Big Ten can't at least put a something on the table that would be considered. They can that's they could come up with. They wouldn't. I don't think they'd ever get Alabama or anything like that. But it they, you wouldn't get laughed off the out of the room uh, with what they could possibly bring. Uh, if they got creative and maybe did something like that, the one you're you're kind of missing the low hanging fruit that I think is going to come up next. Forget the Big Twelve for a moment. I am freaking out if I'm the ACC right now because they have a horrendous media deal that they are stuck and locked into. I am freaked out that okay, if if the SEC is going to go after world domination and get Texas and Oklahoma. What's to say they just don't say, hey, we're locking down the entire southeast part of the country. Florida State, Miami, Georgia Tech, Clemson, come on board. Let's go. We can do this for you. If I'm the Big Ten, and again, you kind of mentioned Kansas, and I'm not, I don't mean to knock Iowa State or anything, but basketball doesn't matter here. Nope. And again, I forgive the term, little brother doesn't work. Yeah. Look what the Big Ten does. It goes after the big school in the state, the University of Maryland. University of Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers might as well be the University of New Jersey. North Carolina is is my guess for what we would hear at some point. Remember 10 years ago when the Big Ten was talking to Texas? It was kind of pushed aside because nothing ever really came of it. But there was was a thought that North Carolina would be a part of the mix. Uh, But it kind of fell through. It never really went anywhere, partly because they're 
the thought was that Duke would have to come along. And again, for basketball, it doesn't really make sense. North Carolina, Virginia, and then I know they're private universities, but they're also the biggest uh, uh, schools in the state for the sport. Boston College, Syracuse. Think of those schools because there's your because the Big Ten thinks you know they get Maryland and Rutgers for their football programs. They got them for their market. So think big markets, big name schools. North Carolina and Virginia fit perfectly into the academic profile. And then you still think about Notre Dame in this mix as well. No, they think you have to think about Notre Dame in this mix. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they what they decide to do if this finally forces them. I think it, I mean they it almost has to. But here, here's where I want to go with you, Pete. Do you believe that the that the eight remaining Big Twelve schools that their alliance is strong enough amongst the presidents, amongst the athletic de- departments, that they're stronger to stay together as eight? Or how can, I think, human nature not take over? And it's almost like every man for himself. Does West Virginia try and reach yeah. out to the ACC? I mean, don't. How, how does that alliance remain together? I don't believe it can. The only, the only, the, the positive and negative about all this is outside of West Virginia maybe moving to the ACC. And that only happens if the ACC is worried about uh, getting picked on. I don't for good or for bad, again, I don't know what other big conferences take the remaining eight. Like, I don't think the, the, the Pac-12's got to come up with uh, programs in the, the Midwest time zone. You know, it, it just has to have games that, that finish before 2 a.m. Eastern time. You know, it just it, it has to come up with more of a, of, a, of a national reach. But geographically, you can only go so far. Like, if I'm the Pac-12, like, and, and give, give them credit. With their new commissioner, George Klevkov, he has been, he said at the beginning, and then he's been eerily silent. I do think that they would be the ones that would make, a be- make better sense in a lot of different ways for Texas and Oklahoma in terms of, you know, look, the Pac-12's got a lot to sell. L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, uh, Phoenix, you know, Denver. I mean, they've got big, massive markets, uh, and they've got the academic profile. As soon as you start getting into Stanford, Cal, you know, UCLA, USC, I mean, They've got the they've got the things that Texas and especially Oklahoma might want. But okay, where do you expand if you don't get them? There, there's where I kind of think Kansas would make sense because Pac-12 does care about uh, basketball. But then, because again, it's kind of going what's the what's the team in the state? And it's the University of Kansas. I think that would make more sense. I think the Pac-12 has to just lock down San Diego State and be like, look, you know, you got a new stadium coming up. You don't have a pro football team. It makes a lot of sense just to just to just to tie that off uh, between LA and, and Phoenix and Tucson. Just have that program, but then there's not a whole lot of other options. So uh, they have to look at Notre Dame and see what kind of a sweetheart deal they can provide. But you kind of mentioned, you know, does the Big Ten have it in them? Yeah, they have, they do. They could do what they want. The Pac-12 has to prove that it's got it in them to come up with some pretty creative stuff uh, so they can expand their brand before everyone else picks off the other teams. Pete Futek, College Football News, joining us here. Pete, I got a football question, but it kind of ties into what we're talking about here. Iowa State, preseason top 10 from a lot of publications, as much buzz as an Iowa State team has ever had coming into a season. And then this. Does this impact on-the-field play for this year? And then secondly, for these programs kind of left in the wind, what does it do for the recruiting side of things? Uh, well, First of all, Iowa State's never going to recruit to the level of Texas and Oklahoma anyway, so mm-hmm. that's I don't think that makes that big a deal. 
Uh, certainly name, image, and likeness. It would be nice if all of a sudden you had an institutional sponsorship tie-in where, you know, you can't go out and say, you know, hey, come to Iowa State and you're going to get this sort of a deal. But it would be nice if there was some sort of, you know, pipeline that you kind of knew that the offensive line is, you know, get there, you know, get some sort of a deal or some sort of something like that when you come there. But that always helps. Uh, to the players itself, they don't care. They're going to be gone when this all, like, changes up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I honestly, I don't think that the players, like, what are they going to do? Like, oh, man, I'm not going to try as hard because, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are going to leave in 2024. Yeah, no. You know, it's they're going to have to answer to that. But, hey, if anything, it might fire them up that much more because, you know, look, Iowa State's great. I, I am rooting. I, I love it when programs that have never really won anything, what is it, Iowa State's never won an outright conference championship. It would be awesome if it did that. That would be an amazing story. I love it when these programs can rise up and do that. But football-wise, you got to beat Oklahoma twice. I don't know if this team's that good. And the bigger problem, though, this year for Iowa State is the super senior year. Like, look at Texas Tech. It's not going to win the Big 12. But they get everybody back, and they just added a guy in Tyler Shug who maybe, if everything plays the right way, has the tools and the ability to be the number one overall pick in the draft next year. So, like, a team like that's going to be dangerous. TCU is dangerous. Kansas State is dangerous. So you got it. So the Big 12 outside of uh, Kansas all of a sudden just got a lot better. Oklahoma is probably the best it's ever been under Lincoln Riley. Uh, Texas is certainly going to be better. So Iowa State's great, but you know, look, for, it, it's kind of an odd time that this mm-hmm. might be the strongest Big 12 we have seen in a long, long time. I don't disagree with that. I will disagree with, um, see, I think this happens sooner rather than later. I would be shocked if Texas and Oklahoma aren't playing in the, in the SEC next year. That the, when, well, next year, yeah. But again, next year, yeah. But again, that, who, you know, Brock Purdy doesn't care about, Brock Purdy's not around next year. Well, it could be, but uh, yeah, but, next year. right. No, I agree. No, they're, yeah. Yeah, I, the players the players don't care what happens like five minutes from now. Like, <laughs> you, you, to get in the mindset of eighteen to twenty three year olds, like, eh, all right, fine, whatever. Let's, let's you know, let's go. It's a, it's a. I'm not dogging them, as, you know, anything like that. But they're 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 focused on just getting through the season. I mean, that's that's what that's what players do. I mean, they don't focus on the you know what's going to happen with the streaming rights 10 years from now i mean they got to go out there they got to or else you know Oklahoma's going to go punch him in the mouth they got to be ready for that indeed who's the next uh, com- uh, conference commissioner we hear from as far as making a move we know Sankey's d- did who's the next one do we hear from the Pac-12 uh, do we hear well, from the Kevin Warren depends on when we get the leak i mean the only reason we heard from Sankey is because Texas planted. A&M was sick up it ticked off and went to the Houston Chronicle right. on this. Yeah. Uh, I, I would think my my next thing is I think we're going to have an eerily, eerie silence for a while uh, and just it just all starts, starts to play out a little bit more. Uh, to your point, I I think the, pack, the, the Big Ten's got to at least have something on the table, but it's mm-hmm. not going to say, it's not going to float any trial balloon until it has something more in place. Like, there was no... The, the amazing part about this story, by the way, to me, is that Texas and Oklahoma are in cahoots. Just that alone, yeah. like, because you know, at some point, Oklahoma's going to be mad that hey, it's Oklahoma and Texas, not Texas and Oklahoma. You know, it, that's how that's how kind of you know, you know, childish they are when it comes to these sorts of things. And the fact that they were able to come together and quote unquote reach out to the SEC kind of shows a little something. And I, I'm I'm still waiting to find out to hear. I've, I've kind of asked around, and no one seems to have anything on it. 
that did they reach out to the Big Ten first? Did they reach out? Are they reach out to the other conferences, or is it just hey, let's let's look at the SEC first and foremost and go from there? Or did ESPN call them, or did they call ESPN behind the scenes to get things? Well, going? here's the other thing. Remember, it might not. It's it's hard. It's going to be hard going forward. But ESPN and the net when Fox and the networks probably don't matter quite as much as the potential streaming deal. Like, think about the a huge aspect. You're right. Like, look, Amazon's going to be a part of our NFL world probably mm-hmm. for forever going forward. And if you're the SEC, you're going to overpay for Oklahoma and Texas because you're going to want your SEC network to, you know, look, it's not going to become Netflix, but it could be Peacock. It could be, you know, you could create something where you have a gigantic subscriber base to your SEC network streaming service. And again, I, the Big Ten is is smart enough to know that it's, it's that's where it's going to. Big Ten Network makes a lot of money. It's a profitable business. They have enough on the ball where they're going to be think proactive and think about this as well. Think about Sankey and Bullsby staring across the uh, table at each other a couple of weeks ago, uh, talking uh, talking playoff expansion. <laughs> yeah, that, by the way, you're, you're not. That's that's kind of the other funky aspect yep. of this is. How does that change this? Yeah. Because everybody was like, there was kind of a, an uneasy alliance to begin with right. when it came to the idea of this. Well, okay, if you're gonna you're gonna come steal our teams, we might not let you have this little playoff thing. And to to get really even more weird, let's say the the SEC does expand to sixteen, especially if it expands to twenty, expands to sixteen. Let's say it creates a four team, four divisions of four teams, and it has a mini SEC playoff leading up to the SEC championship, all of a sudden the college football playoff might be slightly irrelevant to a large chunk of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, so like th- th- that might change the, the equation of what's meaningful and how the, you know, the postseason actually works. Got to let you go, Pete Futek. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, as always, collegefootballnews.com. Uh, thank you, Pete. We'll talk to you down the road. Oh, go talk about you know co- you know rating the Cubs for expansion <laughs> here for other teams now. Yeah, that's next. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on. Good to talk. There you to you. Yep, Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. Uh, we will uh, take our final time out. If you missed it earlier, the keyword is grand uh, for the ten o'clock hour. Grand two hundred two hundred. Miller and Condon uh, back to wrap up hour number one. Uh, we will talk Major League Baseball to kick off the second hour of the program. Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. What's he hearing? What's he forecasting? We'll talk to Doc. Uh, at 11.30. Miller and Condon till noon. 1460 KXNO. 106. Meadows.com. Alright, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Final minute or so. Uh, it's probably as good a place as any. Just thank the Circa oh, and yes. South Point for the hospitality that they showed us uh, last week. I had a blast. I know you did too. Yeah, I was. Uh, Thank you for staying up late with my son when Dad went to bed. <laughs> yes, you like to still turn in early. There's well, a lot oh, of come nights on, man. still. I'm 62, but yeah. you, you, you and the you and uh, Kale, uh, you know, taught him how to play craps. He, he had a blast. It was a yeah, lot of fun. He had a blast. And we ate some good steak. Yeah, we did. That steakhouse at, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Silverton? S- yes. Something yes. like that. Silverton yeah. Steakhouse. Very, very good. And folks, we found the Mecca. Uh, if you're headed to Vegas, just don't stay on the Strip. Head downtown. Um, what Derek Stevens and his team have put together at Circa is unbelievable. I tried. And we're not I'm talking about the swim up, the swim bar. Right. Which is incredible in its own right. The sportsbook 
I took a video of it. I took pictures. It just doesn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. And you look online and you see the picture. Oh, that's really great. Until you see it in person, though, it is a completely different yeah. level. It's it's indescribable how amazing it is. it is. I want. I can't wait to stay there. I really can't because um, I'm looking forward to the whole downtown experience. What mm-hmm. he, boy, oh boy, um, the, the the downtown association presented him a thank you card for revitalizing that area. It was fun before. It's another level now. Uh, hour number two. We'll begin it by talking Major League Baseball. If you're sick of realignment. Uh, with uh, Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com and then Scott Dockerman back to the developing story at 11.30. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.